G'day punters and welcome to Winning Coast Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, November 14. I'm John Parker, the crafty Cremornian. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleagues, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, we come to the end of the Melbourne Spring Carnival with 10 black type races at Sandown. But uh, got to admit, looking at the fields, it's starting to look as though we're running out of horses. Yeah, it's running a bit thin and it's probably becoming the theme of this meeting, isn't it, really, in recent years. There's a few tired netties out there and they don't push on. And I think some of the, even the prize money's probably been reduced this year. It's, uh, but I mean, prize money aside, I don't think you're going to attract any better sort of horse to these sort of races, you know, in, in this current stage. So, yeah, look, I think there are thoughts about perhaps tinkering with this meeting, bringing it forward, having making it a lead up towards the carnival, perhaps might work a bit better, but uh, there's plenty of black type up for grabs. And I think I found a bit of value in the meeting, which, uh, you know, some smallish fields and some warm favourites. It could be hard to find some value, but hopefully we can. Yeah, that's an interesting point you raise about maybe moving it earlier. You'd think that those two set, those two weekends when they race at Caulfield around grand final day, where they sort of... They've spread two meetings, uh, spread one meeting across two. You'd think that there might be a hole there for Sandown, perhaps. Yeah, indeed. I, I, think, I think that's, you know, just, I think there's some people have mentioned that it could be better suited at the start of the carnival. And I think that could be an ideal situation, uh, an ideal spot for it. Um, as you say, they've sort of split one meeting across a couple of days. And if you chuck this Sandown meeting sort of at the start of the carnival, you, these some of these races you know, could be really good lead-ups towards other events. No worries. Well, we're hearing that uh, Daniel is having problems getting his microphone working. Uh, but while we wait for him to join the podcast, we will take you through the early races. At Flemington, as I say, all 10 races are of a black-type nature and probably the, one of the more interesting ones is the and here is Daniel, but he is the first. It is the Thoroughbred Club Merson Cooper Stakes. 1,000 metres set weights for two-year-olds. Three of them have had one start. The other 10 we haven't seen before. And uh, there's few appear to be a few exciting prospects among those, Joel. Indeed. There are some wraps on a couple. And, uh, well, the two biggest spruks I've left out of my four, but certainly... They create a bit of interest. I speak of numbers four and five, Brazen Boy, who... Uh, Looked brilliant winning a trial at Morfittville. I'm a bit wary of some of those trial winners that get out and run away and win by massive margins. He won by 14 lengths. Uh, they're just, I don't know, that, that, I, I tend to risk those ones on debut, but certainly a chance. And Forbes has been really well back. He's a well-bred Colt, and his two jump-outs at Mornington have been good. But he's done a few things wrong in both of those. So I've left them out. I've gone with the race brigade, and I'm going to be backing numbers one and two. They were a pair that I've tipped at their first starts. Marine one, I've gone for. I thought he was okay on Melbourne Cup Day in the Maribyrnong Plate. There was good support around for for him when markets first opened. He was there with every chance, but he raced a little bit greenly, first go down the straight, and I thought he stuck on pretty well. $21 seems a bit big for me off a debut placing number one the art of flying a similar thing 10 or 11 dollars seems big for him i liked him on debut at the valley he ran really well from an inside draw and the winner went to sydney and and won the golden gift last week so there's nothing wrong with that form three animo uh, the other raced runner he was very good behind fake love at caulfield had the second best last 200 of the race after being held up for most of the straight and of the first starters, I threw number six in, Kiadi, uh, the I'm Invincible Colt, out of a Blue Diamond play scatter from the inform Davinick Hayes Yard. But uh, very intriguing race. Two on top from one, three, and six. I'm with the unraced Forbes, the uh, capitalist Colt, um, obviously owned with the, the James Harron bloodstock colours. Uh, you normally associate those colours with the, with the Snowdens, but he's given one to the Freedman stable and they'll... To, yeah, go back to back on this race. I think they can with Forbes. I really like the jump outs, um, as Joel said. A little on the green side in both, but clearly a talented Colt. And I think to make a winning debut, um, John McNeil on board. Brazen Boy in next. Hard not to be impressed by that by that trial. You want to see him do it on race day against um, some other smart horses in the, in the field. Um, but obviously the talent is there. The best of the um, race brigade, I thought, was the one, the art of flying. Excellent. And that English race on debut, the winner has since gone on to front the form. I've got the three in next, Animo. 
unfortunately, finished much closer behind Fake Love on debut. Um, and, yeah, looks to be pretty handy one himself, drawn well. Damien Oliver sticks 5-4, 1-3 for me. Yeah, I've fallen into the 14-length uh, trial win. I'd love a 14-length trial win. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's just right up my alley. So Brazen Boy for me, uh, as Joel mentioned, the two Joel, two race ones, Joel, like the Art of Flying and Marine One. And Forbes, they're coming out of the trees to tip you this one, uh, Forbes. So four, one, two, and five, four, one. Race two is the Joy Holt Twilight Glow Stakes, 1,400 metres, Set weights and penalties for three-year-old fillies, a listed event, Jewel. Well, there's a few of these that went, went around in the fillies race at Flemington on Melbourne Cup Day. And listeners may remember, I went really rough in that race. I tipped the four down the bottom. Three of them reappear here, and I'm going with them again. I'm sticking with Ripperita on top. She ran a really good race there, sitting outside the lead again, as she did on debut. Came under a bit of pressure, but I like the way she finds both starts. She's when she's been put under pressure, she has found, and she got run over late by the runner-up. But I thought it was a good effort from Ripperita. She's drawn well. She's getting better. Well, you'd think she'd be getting better with these experiences she's having. And although she's a maiden, I'm happy to back her each way again. I thought Seven Van City Gem didn't have the best of favours there. She was caught a bit wide. Uh, I think she can be an improver with the blinkers on. And Eight Way to Go Paula, the other one who I was giving a bit of a chance in that race. Again, she wasn't far off them, only beaten a length and a half. She was the filly that beat Ripperita in that maiden at Pakenham. And again, it's shaping up as if I can probably back all three and, and hopefully make some sort of a profit. Uh, one La Mexicana is definitely doing a really good job. Three from four. It was a good win at the Valley. I'm just a little bit wary of that Valley form from that meeting, uh, you know, with the wet track and the... the Bit of the, the way the pattern was. So I'm always a little bit wary of that form, but no doubt she's uh, she's hard to knock. Nine on top from seven, eight, and one. I'm going to stick with the one, La Mexicana. She's been uh, pretty good to me, this preparation. I love that win at Cranbourne, two back. And uh, hence, because on the strength of that win, I thought she was a really good chance in the in the Crockett. Um, there's a wet track today. A couple came out. She was, she was backed into uh, almost even money, but she got, got the job done and... I think there's still improvement to come with her. She's drawn ideally again. She drew wide there, but across to find a forward spot. But drawn to do no work in this. And I think she can um, win three on the road. So she's on top, the one. In for seconds uh, and third, I've got two that came out of that 400-meter um, listed race during Cup Week and Violinist and Way to Go Paula, the winner there. was no restriction at the, uh, the saloon passage sort of down the outside. The violinist and way to go poorly. It was a messy race. There were a few that were um, hard luck stories, and they were certainly two of those. Uh, I think violin, violinist, is, violin, violinist is one over the odds in this. Um, and he, it, she's in for second. Way to go Paula. I did like to win at Packingham first up. And as I said, had no luck last start in the listed grade. Um, she's a talented filly. Not a stable of a bit of time for her. In for third. I got highly discreet. Uh, it was good behind a handy one, Written Beauty down the straight in the Red Roses. Um, racing well, that reward, this filly. And it goes in as well. One, six, eight, and two. Yeah, I thought highly discreet could turn the tables on La Mexicana. Mm, the last time they met, just with uh, one and a half kilo advantage, I guess uh, the query on highly discreet, possibly on both, is uh, a good track. Uh, most of their, or their best performances have been on soft jury out on good. Ripper Rita and way to go Paula for my third and fourth, two, one, nine, and eight. Race three at Ladbrokes Park, Sandown Hillside on Saturday is the Kevin Heffernan Stakes, 1,300 metre weight for age, group three. Travi, my friend, has come out since we went to press, so just seven left in it, Joel. I've learned the way of number five, Blaze Jowski. Just thought he had a bit more improvement in him than perhaps some of these. He finished fifth. First up down the straight during Cup Week behind Kemal Parsa. Kemal Parsa was able to really control that race up on the speed and, and just made it hard for those others to get past him. But I thought Blazdowski did enough first up. He's won eight from 19. Uh, little step up in distance suits. So I've lent his way from two Kemal Parsa. No knock on him. He's racing really well. Seven Wild Vixen takes on the boys. And I think she's come back in really good order. It was a good win at Geelong. It was a good effort for Flemington. She sprinted really hard between the 400 and 200, and 
maybe just hit the front too soon and then just got swamped late by Rich Hips, but it was a good run. And three order of command, next best, did bounce back to form in that Kimmel Passer race last start. Five on top from two, seven and three. Yeah, much the same reason as Joel and with Blaze Jowski. Just that first up run um, in a race that was sort of hard, hard to run on. He stuck it okay, I thought, first up. And up to 1,300 metres um, back around a bend will improve for mine. Camel Passer in. Uh, was a well rated up out in front by Craig Williams. And a good win. He suited at weight for ages horse. Um, the three order of command was second in that race. So thinking that's the right form line. And in for fourth. I had the seven wild vixen. Um, I thought look the winner at at Flemington, but she's come back in terrific order. Such a consistent mare, and um, we'll be thereabouts again. Five, two, three, and seven. Yeah, order of command for me. Not much enthusiasm about this race from Kemmel Passer, Wild Vixen, and Blaze Jowski. Three, two, seven, and five. Race four at. Ladbrokes Park on Saturday, Clanbrook Doveton Stakes, 1,000 metre handicap at listed level, Joel. Yeah, I'll probably be backing a couple of horses here. I've gone with the value in Vane Stream on top. thought he was okay first up at Cranbourne. Just, you know, sort of found them a bit nippy there first up behind Ancestry, who's absolutely flying. And then struck the wet track in the Caulfield Sprint. That's not his go. So assuming the track's dry... Uh, you know, he could possibly be looking for a step up in distance, but you know, I'm, I'm still quite happy with him at the 1,000 metres. He's got a good record at that trip, particularly on dry ground. And I think at 20 to 1 plus, he's way over the odds. Nine express pass. is a favourite of mine. He was scratched, uh, late scratching, uh, there on Melbourne Cup Day. He's come up really tight in the market, you know, 440, 450. Uh, but he is a good horse, and he can certainly win without surprising. Four Tavi Sands, a, a pretty consistent on-pace sprinter. He's won a couple of times fresh. And 10 human nature. I think getting away from the valley is a big plus for him. He's been, you know, he's run really well, two of his three runs this time in at that track. But, uh, you know, he sort of hasn't had all favours there. And I think perhaps getting onto a bigger track can help him. But five on top for me from nine, four, and 10. Yeah, with the 10 human nature, I was pretty keen on, the, keen on him at the valley last start. And as Joel mentioned there, I think getting it to track like Sandown will certainly suit. Um, he was good at Mooney Valley. He just, I don't know, at the top of the straight, sort of looked a bit looked a little bit flat-footed, uh, but his last sort of 200 metres, 150 metres was really, really quite good and he um, did well, I thought, to get as close as he did to Sartorial Splendor, who um, controlled the race from the front. A uh, bigger track like Sandown. Convinced he's gone pretty good this preparation. Um, the second's El Ferraro first up. Um, is good form, I think. Although that was at a benchmark 84, and he's up into a listed race here. I think he's um, up to this sort of level. And I hope he can prove me right on Saturday. I'm going to stick with him again, human nature. Um, he's my best value of the day at Sandown. The six in for second, which is Profit's thumb. I think sticking over pretty nicely this preparation. Um, a couple of thirds in as many starts. Um, behind a good pair at Caulfield last start. I think ready to fire now third up this mare. The four in for third, Tavisan, um, a fan of this bloke. First up, he does race well fresh, um, and I think this is a good kickoff point for him. And in for fourth, I have the three, Hummer Hummer. Um, can unleash some pretty good sectionals on her day. I think her form this time in reads pretty well, and he, um, finished within a length of diamond effort first up. Uh, just needs a win, I think, this prep. 10, 6, 4, and then 3. And I'm with Express Pass to beat Coruscate, Tony Nakoni and Human Nature, 9, 1, 8 and 10. Race 5 at Sandown Hillside on Saturday. Zerko Data, Sandown Stakes, 1,500-metre quality handicap at Group 3 level. Joel, just the seven here. I've gone with one Buffalo River. His first two runs back from a spell were excellent. Second, the Windstorm, and he's second in the two-rack. And I think he just went out too hard in the Cantala. He set a really strong speed there, opened up a, a margin on the rest of the field, but wasn't able to go on. I just think coming back a notch in grade, back 100 metres, Jamie Carr will, will give him a nice ride. I think he'd be pretty hard to beat. Seven, Mr. Exclusive. Well, I was on him this day last year in uh, in this race at big odds, and he looked all out a winner until Goldfields was able to kick back and, and nab him on the line. He's had a long sort of time off. He had one run back in April and 
it was a it was a bad run. I think he had some some surgery after that, maybe some throat surgery. Uh, I think, and he didn't have a lot of luck first up at Flemington. I know it says beaten nine lengths, but didn't have much room in the latter stages. He, he's probably a run short. You, you probably want to see him show something, but. I've got a bit of time for him, and he's big odds. I might have a couple of dollars on him as a saver. Three Junipel, another winning hope. Hasn't been seen since the Turak. I think keeping him fresh will be good. And six Kenya. He looked a class above his rivals at Mornington first up in the Peninsula Cup. That's how it turned out. This is a fair bit tougher. He's obviously got some upside. One on top from seven, three, and six. I think the three at the top of the page. Uh, clearly the three for me. Anyway, Junipel. Bounce back of a two-rack run midfield there. Um, did start forward on the favourite off um, some really good form, but just sort of raced in restricted room and somewhat forgiving of the margin for him. I think he can bounce back in this. Um, in for second, I've got Buffalo River. was one of the lakeside track here quite convincingly. His, his form this preparation has been really good. Um, and just uh, going too hard in front in the Cantar of a... Turak run in the first time run by Windstorm were excellent. Iconoclasm, three from three over 1,500 metres. All three have come at that Mooney Valley Vobus Gold Series. One of the, that race, the last three starts. Um, Sosi Bond there and, and Galaxy Raider, who did make it interesting at the end. Just a, a ripping horse, this bloke, and can never leave him out. And then a bit of a gap to the fourth horse, which is six, Kenya. Um, didn't beat much first up. Can see he's obviously a bit of a talent, um, but like to against against, against um, some much different opposition today. 3-1-2 and 6. Yeah, I went with Kenya. Don't think he has met his mark in Australia yet. From Buffalo River, Junipal and Iconoclasm. 6-1-3 and 2. Race 6 on the Ladbrokes Park program is the Ladbrokes Sandown Guineas. 1,600 metres set weights for three-year-olds at Group 2 level. Has produced the odd good horse over the years. Fairly uh, disappointing renewal here, Joel. Um, but Acer, you would think, uh, if he can just peak one more time, therefore he's taking. Well, that's right. If he's got one more decent run in him at a mile, he probably doesn't need his best run that we've seen. You know, his best rating probably came out of the Caulfield Guineas. He could probably perform slightly off that and still get away with this. He looked the winner in the Carbine Club. Um and his stablemate got past him, and he got a few knock- knockers after that, I see on social media. But uh, Crosshaven was coming off a pretty good run in the Caulfield Guineas too, and prior to that, he was sort of unbeatable. So I don't think there was any knock on him running second to his stablemate. And, yeah, this gives him a perfect opportunity to uh, round out a-, a good prep with a feature win. I think the Phillies are the key. Nine Valinetti I've thrown in for second. She's a bit unexposed, this girl, but she's out of the Group 1 winner, Gallica. She's really well-bred. She trialled really well before the debut run. Now, that was that strong pack and a maiden with the way to go Paula and Ripper Rita. Then she went to a Chuka on Cup Day. It wasn't a big margin, but I thought it was a decent enough win. So I think she's got a bit of upside. Eight sweet reply. Well, she comes through that race with uh, those Packenham fillies uh, on Cup Day at Flemington, and she didn't have much luck. She was held up badly in behind them, got through late and just missed a place. If she can stretch out to the mile, she's a winning hope. And four, Alibor was sort of detached from the field early in the straight at Flemington last week, but they did go quite hard. And as they were sort of coming back to him, his last 200 metres was really good. He's on the quick backup, but certainly 1,600 should suit. One on top for me from nine, eight and four. Yes, exact same numbers. And you agree with Joel's thoughts, Re Asar. I thought um, a bit harsh, those potting the second to Crosshaven in that carbine club. I think it was more the fact he was the first favourite of the of Cup weekends, um, 200 metre mark, probably on good terms of yourself if you backed him, but Crosshaven had formed really well throughout the spring and just was the better horse on the day. Um, so I think he can just, he wins this, you would think. Um, I think there's a couple of talented horses down the bottom, but um, if he runs up to, uh, his handicap is nearly 40 points better than the rest of the field. He's carrying the same weight on the set weights penalties. Uh, should, should just be too good here, Asa, I would have thought. Um, I will be having each way bet on Valinetti, though, the nine. I did like her at a Chuka on the back of a, a really good first up run at Pakenham. Um, and behind, ran well behind way to go Paula there after getting out late. A um, few nervous moments at, at Chuka, but she got the job done there. And I think she'll only improve up to 1,600 metres this filly. And uh, well over the odds. Sweet reply. Hard to watch. You're on her. Um, 
the Flemington last start. She deserves a win this preparation. She's going really, really well. Uh, then a bit of a gap then to the four, Ali Bohr, um, who I think is looking for 600 metres now. One, nine, eight, four. Yes, I made Asa the best of the day, despite the short price. Just needs to turn up in some sort of form to beat. Horrifying sweet reply in Ali Bohr. One, three, eight, and four. First leg of the quaddy at Sandown on Saturday. Race seven is the Ladbrokes Sandown Cup. 3,200-metre quality handicap at listed level, job. Yeah, I don't know this race. Um, <laughs> sweet Thomas hasn't been one of mine throughout, since he's arrived from... Germany and arrived in Australia. I just sort of never really found myself tipping him or backing him, but I've landed on him here. He's a nine-year-old. He, his Sydney Cup run was good. He's a Stayers Cup winner over two miles. They were both on wet tracks, but he has performed quite well on dry ground. I think just the key is that he's you know, he really hasn't got much change-up speed, so the longer the trips, the better for him. He had 61 and a half there at Flemington behind Sin to win. He gets a, a turnaround in weights on that galloper, and I think the step-up and triple suit. Sin to win had had a a lot of trouble winning, but he broke through with a good win there at Flemington. Just tra- travelled into the race nicely, and it was a strong win. This is his sort of go. One San Huberto could be the one that's way over the odds here, and you're getting nearly 20 to 1. Now, I know he didn't offer much at Geelong in the Cup there, but that Geelong Cup form, I think, should hold up pretty well here. And if he can just improve a little bit, then I think he could be the one over the odds, as I said. And for Cariff next best, he hasn't won for a long time. His Hotham handicap run was quite good. Uh, Miami Bound's probably a bit of an obvious, but I'm not overly keen on her on dry ground. So, yeah, this is a bit of a mystery for me. Six on top from five, one and four. And with the three Miami Bounds, um, that Mooney Valley Cup win I thought was, was quite excellent, albeit it was on, on, on affected ground, which is a preferred surface, it seems. Um, the run of the Melbourne Cup was okay, sort of that class there, but Back to this sort of level now. I think she'll get over 3,200 metres. She only had the one go over in the Melbourne Cup last start. Uh, but the strength of that 2,500 metre wins, I think she'll um, she'll run out a strong 3,200 metres. I'm hoping so anyway. Actually, she's on top for me. It's a race of little confidence, though. Like Joel. Cariff in next. Uh, he's only won the two from 27. But Sable have always thought he'd get out over this sort of trip. Um, the Melbourne Cup the last couple of years has been uh, a goal just to be able to reach it. I thought the run in the Hotham was pretty good and with even luck finishes a little bit closer to Ash run there, who has since run extremely well in the Melbourne Cup. The two in next, Etta James, um, was a Sydney Cup winner over the trip. Um, well, forgiving the margin, I thought the Melbourne Cup, I thought the Mooney Valley Cup run was was solid. Two back, just need a couple of lengths to make up on Miami Bound, but we know that she does we know that she will run out 3,200 metres. There was a bit of a question mark on Miami Bound. And in for fourth, I have the five sin to win. Um, looks, looks suited up in trip on the, on the back of that 2,800 metre win on Cup Day. Three, four, two, and then five. Similar from me, the Melbourne Cup uh, is usually the form for this race. No matter how far the horse gets beaten in the Melbourne Cup, one of them normally seems to come out and win this. So, well, look, I went with Miami Bound. I share Joel's concern uh, Joel's concern about her on a good track. Let's hope it's not uh, rock hard like uh, probably was on Melbourne Cup Day. Uh, Sin to win for second. I think last time was the first time I didn't have him on top for the campaign. And, of course, the first time he won for the campaign. Eva James also out of the... Melbourne Cup and Naval Warfare for four, three, five, two, and seven. Second leg of the Quaddy and on paper, main race at Sandown on Saturday's race eight. Key clean, zipping classic, 2,400 metre, weight for age, group two, Joel. You know, goal number five, future score on top here. Should still have a bit of upside about him, this bloke. A couple of these have had some grand finals. He went off that 2,000-metre Cranbourne Cup win to 2,500 in the Hotham. He was held up at a key stage. He got clear sort of in the last 200, and I thought he finished off quite well. Ashram ran really well in the Melbourne Cup from a long way back. So I think he's got a fair bit of upside, this bloke. I know he's up to weight for age, but this isn't sort of a true weight for age race, I guess. So he's on top for me. One of Ilias. He would have gone really close in the Caulfield Cup had he got clear on the turn when he seemed to be travelling really well. Just never, ever in the hunt in the Melbourne Cup. If he's, well, if he turns up sort of anywhere near his best, then he's the one to beat. 
Um, just gone for future score ahead of him, just hoping he's got a bit more upside. Four sound. We know he still hasn't won in Australia, but he's racing really well. Three seconds from his last four starts, so he's a hope. And three Brimham Rocks. Again, not your sort of typical weight for age performer, but he's racing really well. Comes through that Hotham handicap also. Five on top for me from one, four, and three. Yeah, I won't be having a big play in this. In fact, I've got a Villiers on top. Probably tells you all you need to know about my level of confidence in the race. Um, I think this is the, this is clearly one of the, the weaker races he's seen for some time. Um, he was excellent in the Caulfield Cup, as Joel mentioned, with, without a whole heap of luck. And then, yeah, the Melbourne Cup failed just i well, be somewhat forgiving. Just not sure. Thirty two hundred meters. Um, this is go at this stage. Twenty five hundred meters is uh, well suited weight for age. And yeah, if he's close to his best here, and it's a big if, um, he should be hard to beat. The one on top for me, eight in next Princess Jenny. Love the Bendigo Cup win. Um, runner up Ponder since run very well in defeat. Um, very consistent there. Actually, sort of trips Princess Jenny. The three Brimham Rocks. Going really well with that winning and four sound. Look, he had his, well, he had his chance last um, in the Hotham to win. It did need a pretty good performance from Ashram to beat him, but uh, for, for a horse having won a race in some time, he I thought he was the winner. Um, but yeah, the better horse just arrived on the day. Um, will that be? Will that have been his best chance to win? Well, I'm not sure. He can certainly bounce back and, and perform well here, but um, just um, sort of a last chance with me sound. I think I've got others better ahead in this. One, eight, three, and four. Yeah, similar from me. Yeah, if it's a wait for age race, well, Abilius is certainly the best placed, arguably really the only high-quality wait for ager. Here to beat Princess Jenny's sound and future score, although I guess with Abilius, yeah, a firm track, much like with Miami Bound, would be a query. One, eight, four, five for me. Race nine. At Ladbrokes Park, Sandown Hillside on Saturday is the Nick Johnston Real Estate Eclipse Stakes 1,800-metre quality handicap at Group 3 level job. I've gone with three Pacadali. I wasn't quick enough to snap up the $41, which looked over the odds. I think he's into around 16 or 17 now, which is probably his true price. Look, he's an eight-year-old. There's probably not a lot of upside in him. He won this race last year fourth up, coming off a couple of fourths and a third. He was clearly going well into that race. You know, a good prep earlier this year, that second at Caulfield behind Mahamadeus, a fourth to Buffalo River first up with 61 kilos. And then I don't think he's going all that badly this time. In the fresh run at 1,400, he did enough and then jumped to 1,800, pressed forward and just got tired a bit late there behind Purple Sector. But I think from Barrier 3, he's going to get a sweet run. And yeah, I thought, you know, 16, 17, probably his right price is worth a look each way. From five gold fields, who won the Sandown Stakes, this day last year, and speaking to Logan McGill earlier in the week, he's really happy with how this eight-year-old's going. His form's really good, second in the Seymour Cup, and then chased home Purple Sector at big odds there on Cup Day. He's relaxing in his races, which is helping him sort of stretch out beyond a mile. So, look, he's, he's certainly an each-way chance again. I've gone with the import Papalino into third, number nine. His form line seemed to be pretty good and has a, you know, a consistent overall record. You'd want to watch the market and see if there's any support, but thought it was a race that uh, you know, was probably a, an ideal kickoff point for him. And seven romance is a consistent type, never too far away. Three on top from five, nine and seven. Yeah, do you like Goldfields in this? I think uh, even as a eight-year-old Golding, he's trending the right way, this preparation. Um, Might have been a Little query whether he ran out a strong 1800 meters at Flemington last start behind Purple Sector, but he was excellent running on into second there. Uh, I think he's hold that form. He's certainly a big hope in this, and uh, he's on top for me. The five, the two, and next Sosie Bond. Um, it's become somewhat generous. He hasn't won this preparation, but he is racing pretty well. He was good in that same race behind Goldfields and Purple Sector. Uh, wasn't beat far into fourth, and I thought it was. Pretty good with the big weight behind Iconoclasm, uh, Mooney Valley to start prior. Um, so he's going well, the two. The 10 in next West Wind, who's absolutely flying. She's um, worked her way through the grades nicely. A pinker, pinker winner. And then again, well-rated in front um, with 60 kilos to win a, an open handicap against her uh, own sex. She's dropped five kilos in weight. This is a, obviously a big test for her up into a Group 3 race, but um, 
she's going really well and she'll give them something to chase. And in for fourth, I have the one Holmesman. Um, his best would be good. His best would sort of be far too good for these. He was far too good for Age of Chivalry. He was a very honest horse first up and then um, a little disappointing last start. Um, but this is um, a good race, I think, if him to bounce back and he has drawn well. Five, two, ten, and one. Oh, West Wing could go on her winning way from Goldfield's power scheme and all to Haying. 10, 5, 12, and 4. Race 10. To cap the Melbourne Spring Carnival is the Rod Rocket Smith. Summon stakes, 1,500 metres. Set weights and penalties for the mares, four years old and up, group three level job. Yeah, that's a tricky race to finish off. Most of these mares races are, and particularly we've got a few of the key hopes that haven't won in a while. I'm with one of those, and oh, I suppose the market's not really saying she's a key hope. She's double figures, but I think she's ready to win. Number five, my pendant, a horror watch at Flemington on Cup Day, if you were with her or if you had her in the quaddy like I did. She was just held up, climbing over their backs, nowhere to go, and, and probably would have gone close to winning had she got clear. That was Blinker's first time. That's why I was sort of expecting a little bit of improvement out of her, because her form leading in hadn't been flashed. At the same time, she hadn't had a lot of luck in those runs. And I just think getting to 1,400 with the blinkers on was a real plus. And yeah, unfortunately, she just didn't see clear galloping room. So whilst she's still at double-figure odds, I think she's a really good bet each way. Four Missile Mantra. There's another one that hasn't had a lot go right this prep. She also hasn't won for a while, but she's been racing against pretty strong company. Comes out of the Group 1 Empire Rose, beaten just over a length there. So she gets her chance to to bounce back to the winner's stall here. 15 Game of Thorns I liked a lot on Oaks Day at Flemington. She was sort of beaten off, and then she came again in the last little bit after she met with sort of interference right on the line. It was a good effort. She should be hard fit now, and she gets a, a good draw. Dry track is her go. And seven, Tricky Gal, another Sydney sider. Thought she was pretty good in the hot Danish last start. There was some good pace on that helped her, but I thought she, if she could run up to that, she was some sort of a chance. Five on top for me from four, 15, and seven. I'll be backing a couple in this. Uh, the main bet will be on the four, Missile Mantra. There's probably a few who have dropped off her by now, but um, it's Joel reference. She just hasn't had all that much go right, this preparation. Um, and racing against good opposition in the Rempire Rose last start. She's only beaten the length, or just over a length. Doing a shout the bars since run well in the McKinnon Stakes. Um, yeah, I think uh, Barry 14 should go back anyway. Should switch off and be safe one last run. Um, she got every chance on the big sand down track. Um, certainly, I think the one to beat in the last. And the four on top, the 13 in next, Mrs. Beckham. She's a mare I've got plenty of time for. Love the, the win at Bendigo last start at 1,300 metres. I think she's a uh, better horse sort of over a little bit more ground. So she's up to 1,500 metres here, and I think they'll suit her down to the ground. She's drawn, finally drawn a gate. She drew wide in all four starts as preparation and um, so why don't we do a bit of work and a few of those to sort of obtain a forward spot um, she's stuck on well in, in most of those drawn as a drawn well in barrier two here uh, won't have to do nearly as much work and, and does like a good trek good track the one in for third casino um, hasn't had all that much luck this preparation uh, sort of slight rising trip won't hurt her and in for fourth the seven tricky gal uh, I thought was good last start behind Savatiana. I think that's good form for this. 4-1-13-7. Yeah, tricky race. Tricky gal for me to beat Missile Mantra Strom and La Tigaressa. Seven, four, three, and eight. In fact, I made tricky gal my value bet for the day. My best was race six, number one, Acer. Not any great spoil, of course. Daniel's best race two, number one, La Mexicana. And value race four, number 10, Human Nature. Joel's best. We just heard about race 10, number five, My Pendant. Value bet race nine, number three, Paco Dali. Newcastle is the venue for New South Wales Metropolitan Racing on Saturday. And in stark contrast to the uh, Sandown card, it's a, a massive uh, card of racing at Newcastle with... 145 acceptors, few of those are out. The big races are races six and seven. So the black type race is race six. New Zealand Bloodstock, NJC, three-year-old spring stakes, 1,600 metres, set weights, group three. 
Yeah, yeah, not an overly strong race, but I guess some of these are still relatively unexposed and lightly raced. They might make a name for themselves. I think number seven, High Supremacy, is probably the most likely to forge some sort of a career for himself here. He's a son of Savabeel from a high chaparral mare. The debut win at Kembla Grange was really good, showed a nice turn of foot there. When he went to a class one at Newcastle next time out, first two out with the first two home, tempo didn't suit. I thought it was a good effort from him to run on for third. So I'll lend his way, and he's come up pretty good odds too. One real piece comes through the Bondi Stakes. He was coming off a maiden win. That Bondi was run on a real heavy track, so it's a bit hard to line up, but you know, he's got to take it on face value. If he runs up to that, he's a chance. Nine perfect radiance. Was held up at a key stage, ducked back to the fence and finished off well last time out. That was when second at Randwick. She seems to be progressing the right way. And 10 obvious step. Another filly. Her form doesn't read flash on paper, but her Reginald Allen run two runs back behind Forbidden Love was pretty good. And then she struck that heavy track at Rose Hill and she wasn't beaten all that far. She can improve. But I'm with seven on top from one, nine and ten. Yeah, with the one real piece, um, yeah, didn't really give him much of a chance in the Bondi Stakes. And uh, he was, well, sort of beaten three lengths by Peltzer, but he's run pretty well that day on a heavy eight and it found the line into third. Um, the maiden win at Hawkesbury on a good track was, was pretty stylish. It was a pretty easy win in the end and did it with a bit in reserve. Obviously, a, a talent, and uh, in, a, in a group three that isn't, I think, devoid of a few chances. Not the deepest group three in the world. Um, and he's a, he's one of the better chances. The one, so he's on top for me. Cookaracha in next. The Chris Waller trained Colt. Um, he's going pretty, ticking over pretty well. This this preparation, ready now. Third up, up to sixteen hundred meters. I think a, a trip that he wants all of. The ten in for third, obvious step. Um, Solid. Well, he's fifth or sixth in a, in a, at Rose Hill last night. Wasn't beaten all that far. Um, she's a pretty honest filly. I think her form, this preparation, is much better than it reads on paper. It's been much better than it reads on paper. I guess they're well at 54.5 kilos. And in for fourth, I have the sixth, the Eleonora. Uh, beaten by a good one in commanding last start. Um, and that was up, up to 1,800 metres. So back to the mile here for this. One, four, ten, and six, my numbers. The big one at Newcastle on Saturday is race seven, the TAB Hunter. 1,300 metre quality handicap worth $1 million. Three Ranier for me, and he's uh, been well found at a bit of a price. I think he went up $14, $15 earlier in the week. He's trending around that six fifty mark now. He won a similar sort of race to this second up earlier this year, the Luskin Star, and then ran really well in the Stradbroke after getting a long way back from a wide gate. His fresh run in the Theo Marks was excellent behind Wild Planet and Fun Star. He went six weeks between runs and had 62 kilos last time out. He just didn't quicken from a long way back in the field, but his last 100 metres was really nice. Drops four and a half, informed Jason Collard aboard. He'll do me. One Trumbull. Big win first up. He's a horse that's always had talent. He's just often hasn't been the best from the barriers, which has made it hard for himself. But at weight for age, first up in the Sydney Stakes, he sat three wide, travelled into the straight, and then let go with a good turn of foot. So he's clearly come back in good order. 15, Asiago, horror draw, but she comes through the Empire Rose. That was the same race that Savatiano came through last year. And she came through that and won this race. So we'll give Asiago a bit of a hope at odds. And four special reward. He was going well before that Sydney Stakes. He came off a bit of a freshen after the Cameron at this track, and he ran last in that Sydney Stakes. It was probably too bad to be true. I just thought back on his home track from a good gate, he could improve. But I'm keen on Ranier, three from one, 15 and four. Yeah, likewise, I think he's the better, the best of the day in Sydney, uh, Newcastle, Ranier, uh, with massive weight. Last start, it was, his one was pretty good there, um, <clears throat> giving weight to some good horses. His third up run in the Stradbroke, Last uh, last preparation was excellent, coming along the inside. And at one stage, yeah, it looked he'd he'd go close to winning. He wasn't beat far; he'd beaten the length. Um, and yeah, he's our third up here into this and, and drops four and a half kilos. So uh, hard to beat, I think. The three runier in for second. I got the stable mate Asiago, who was excellent in that group one. Joel mentioned the Empire Rose. I said shout the bars. Only beaten her a length, and she's come out and run well in the McKinnon behind Arcadia Queen. She drops to 52 kilos. Just needs some luck from the draw. The 12 in for third. Brave Song. 
the run was better than it looked on first up at Caulfield. Um, will improve second up, slightly up in trip. I think one a bit, a bit of a price you can throw onto exotics. And in for fourth, the eight Fiesta. 3.15, Conveniently enough, best bets on the program. We have heard about both because both Joel and Daniel are with race seven, number three, Ranier. Uh, your value bets, give us the rundown. Daniel, we'll start with you because you're earlier on the card. Race three, number yeah, three, Opacity. Look, he, he started his career in, in um, super order to this horse. and won five of his first seven. Um, and this preparation has been a couple of times where he's been well-placed and just hasn't been able to sort of run on and, and pick up the necessary ground. I think he's going pretty well. He was solid enough at Randwick on a slow tempo last start. He dropped up in trip to 1850. I think he's ready for now, Opacity. And um, $7, well, good enough each way price for me to have a bad each way. But that each way, and he's my best value in um, in Newcastle. In a, in, a, in a card I've sort of found it hard to find all that much value, to be honest. Race three, number three, Opacity. Uh, last race sees my value bet come up. Race nine, number 11. And again, we're with Jason Collett here. Uh, Asherani from the Chris Lee stable. Talented mare. She's always just reliant on a little bit of a luck because of her racing pattern. She's always settling in the second half of the field. She's drawn gate one. She'll do no work. She'll need a bit of a, a duck and weave ride. And Jason Collett's a bit of a master at that. Thought it was a good run first up behind Atherai's been kept fresh. That's a positive, and she's two from three second up. I think she'll uh, be very hard to hold out if she sees daylight in the final furlong. Well, speaking of running out of horses, they're racing on the Parks track at Morfordville on Saturday, and they're a bit thin on the ground there. Three of the first four races, no each way betting. Daniel, what have Race you found for us in Adelaide? The best value bucks, uh, the three, the Your Song Mayor Cotillion, who got a long way back from the draw, second up at Morfordville. She sort of had to. She, um, Jess Eaton on her. She drew wide and um, there's a bit of speed drawn inside. So she got a long way back and got in a quite early, sort of coming into the straight to to ensure she had clear, her mounts had clear running. Um, she kept coming and picked up really nicely late. Um, just a couple of sort of had the softer runs inside better on the day, but she's going the she's going nicely this preparation and now third up ready to win. Uh, she is a previous third up winner this mare, so the best value of the day in, in, in Adelaide race five number three. The best uh, wait to the last race, the resuming four of a kind from the Philip Stokes stable this Eurozone mare. I really liked the recent jump out. She was given a soft time of it, um, and then the last two hundred meters she. Picked up nicely under her own steam into second. Um, she beat a promising one in Tully's Gold when first up last time in. Um, and I think this is a pretty good race for her to, to kick off. The benchmark 58, she'll certainly be winning better races than this um, this preparation, I would have thought. The Stokes Mare, four of a kind. Race nine, number nine. And nothing for me, Bart. Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? Okay, we go up to Brisbane where they're racing at Doombin. There is a black type race. It is the last, race nine. The Raw Group Hospitality, Keith Noud, uh, listed event over 1,200 metres. Daniel, how'd you read uh, this one? Plenty of proven Queensland gallopers in, in good form here. And there's a, plenty who are sort of starting their summer campaigns, I guess. Um, sort of the richer races in the, in the Brisbane summer. Um, so the, <clears throat> tough to line up. I've gone with one who is first up, and that's Scalapini. Horse won a listed race here when resuming last preparation. is fresh records, excellent. He's won four of seven and placed in the further two um, and gets around the track well. So Scalapini on top in the Keith now. I've got Nikonova a chance as well. Residual fitness on his side. Uh, was well beaten in, in the Epsom, but did run well prior in the Shattered before that. Sandbar first up for the new stable, previously with Brad Whittup, now with David Van Dyke. Uh, as right here in form last preparation. I think that's good form for this. Spurcraft, uh, sort of back to his some of his early form. He was excellent last last start behind Hard Empire, who did win that race. Um, was a pretty soft winner of that race, beating a few of these. Um, can he do it again? He's, he's generally a horse that performs well fresh and did come off a, a recent jump out win. Tough race, but my numbers in the end, three, seven, one, and five. Specials come up earlier in the program, starting with your best in race sure, three, number seven, two mile. A 
race behind Beach Break on on Melbourne Cup Day. I thought Beach Break was the better of the day there, and she got the job done. But Two Mile was very good when a close second behind her. Uh, she made her run with, with Beach Break, but just found that mare a little bit the better. Um, she's going well, drawn ideally again, and Larry Cassidy get, get, and her get on well. Um, there is a dollar ninety favourite in the field, Hard Labour, who comes out of a weaker race than this and has won three or four. But I think two more the way she's going at the moment. Um, I think she'll be hard to beat in race three. Race three, number seven. The value comes up in race six, the three, Hail Manhattan, who's 21 to one. Um, well over, as I thought, for a horse who's won two races and both two wins have come when first up. There's a $2.15 favourite in, favor in the field in Garibaldi. Now, Garibaldi and Hail Manhattan finished 1-2 in an 800-metre trial earlier this month. Um, Garibaldi, yeah, as I said, won, won the trial, but I thought Hail Manhattan's work was just as good. Um, sort of sat handy and wasn't really asked for an effort throughout. Cruising a line under a hole, whereas Garibaldi was niggled at to win the heat. Um, so the price discrepancy is, what, is far too much. And at 21 to 1, Hail Manhattan worth an each way bet in the sixth. Race six, number three. No, nothing for me there, but. Any thoughts on Doombin, Joel? Okay, we switch across the Nullarbor to Perth, where they are racing in Ascot, and the late spring stroke summer carnival is really starting to warm up there with four black type races. Starting in the fifth, it's the RJ Peters Stakes, a group three over 1500. And BJ reckons, BJ Ryan, winning post BJ Ryan, reckons that Bob Peters, after whom the race is named, has a mortgage on it with a bottom two there in Truly Great and True Attraction, one with Team Williams, one with Adam Durant. And BJ's going for Truly Great to get the money over True Attraction. Race six, listed Ascot Gold Cup, 1,800 metres. Uh, a lot of these going for the Perth Cup, including... Uh, too Close the Sun for Lindsay Smith, which is BJ's selection race six, number two. Race seven is the WA champion Phillies Stakes, group three, over 1,600 metres. And BJ is with Snickerdoodle Dandy, number two, to go on her winning way. Colonel Reeves Stakes is the last of the black type at Ascot on Saturday. It's race eight, a group three, over 1,100 metres. And... BJ is going for stageman number six. Number nine. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they're racing at Riggerton and Tauranga and Riggerton conclusion of its carnival. And it's a massive 12 Indeed, race car. Same as Wednesday. I don't know if anyone was following the Wednesday races, they had 12 races and are just massive fields. Uh, Aegon got the cash for us last week, just proved what a exciting colt he is in the, the 2,000 guineas and the Phillies get their chance on Saturday a big fan of Tokarangi tipped her a couple of weeks ago at Tarapa and she probably should have won she got shuffled back and into an awful spot but she attacked the line really hard she's drawn wide she's going to be very hard to beat but I'll also be having a little something on Vitesse Bow who's a sister to Travelling Light who finished third in this race last year she broke her maiden status in a stakes race Last time out, they took her down to the South Island early. She won over the mile. So she's ticked that box. I think she's the one over the odds. I think Tinker McPhee and Cornflower Blue are the other main chances. That's race eight on the Rickerton card. My best comes up early, race one, number two. Where's Wally? He was impressive first start in a race. Just gave nothing else a chance. Put a margin on his rivals. Unfortunately, his next time out, he drew wide. He just couldn't overcome it. He finished sixth. They tipped him out, gave him a bit of a break. He kicks off at 1,400. But he's got Matty Cameron doing the steering. And from a good draw, I think he's got a stack of upside. This bloke wears Wally. The value bet is race nine, number 11, Black Book. Just has not had any luck at the barrier draw of late. I think last four or five starts drawn double figure. Marbles, drawn barrier one on Saturday with Lisa Allpress to ride. Gets a chance to take a stack of beating at Tauronger. Again, we're going early. This time the value bet, race one, number five. Gospodin, trained on the track by Jim Pender. If you're having a look at the Tauranga races and looking at the trainers, certainly include all the locals. It's a really sort of, I guess, a bit of an easy guide if you're trying to find a quick winner. They usually all run well. Gospodin was a good run on debut for fourth. Caught wide next time out and didn't have all favours. Can certainly bounce back and improve at a price. And race eight, the best, number eight, Lily Thunder. 
She's a talented mare. She had really good form on heavy tracks earlier in her career. She had a couple of tough runs on very heavy tracks last preparation. They gave her a, a long spell, but it was an encouraging return from her when finishing third. She had 59 and a half there. She's up a little bit in class, but it's only a small field. She drops to 55. I think she'll be hard to beat. Race eight, number eight. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia and brings us to our best $20 bets for the weekend, as we like to call them, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, thank you to Suburban Rock Patrol for our Lazy Lobsters theme once again. Well, look, we uh, really need to hit back this week, gentlemen, because uh, we had a complete wipeout last week. Uh, less said about it, the better, really. A couple of seconds, but nothing to write home about. I will kick us off. I will head to Ladbrokes Park Sandown on Saturday, and I will go race nine, number 10, West I'll Wind, go to Newcastle 20 a win. Joel? Race seven, number three, Ranier. Uh, Adelaide for me in the last. It's a pretty talented mare, four of a kind, and finds a good race for her to kick off her prep in. So race nine, number nine, Adelaide, Morphville Parks. And our guest lobster this week is Mike O'Farrell. He is looking west, and he is going for truly great at Ascot. That takes us out for another podcast, and... Leads us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already in the shops Friday mornings. Uh, it is online now. You can go to www.winningpost.com.au and click on the link there or go to issuissuu.com and search for winning post. Uh, it's just $5 online, $5.50 in shops. Have a great weekend, everybody. Back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you.